Hey there, friends. Well, we sure did love having Angela Kim on today's episode. I did accidentally mispronounce her book name. It is not Radical Relevance. Angela Kim wrote a book called Radical Radiance, which I hope that you go and pick up your copy. Again, thank you so much for spending time with us here today. And here's living life a little bit more on your terms. Is there anything more important than that? Can you think of anything, a better self-gift to give to yourself than the gift of juicy radiance? Welcome to On Your Terms with Erin King, a show about living a life you truly love. Here's Erin. Have you been feeling a little bit dull lately? A little bit down in the dumps, a little tired. Well, it's so good news because today's episode is all about polishing, unlocking, and amplifying your inner radiance. Today's guest is Angela Gia Kim, who is the author of an incredible book called Radical Radiance. She's the CEO of Savor Beauty, which is a natural skincare and facial spa inspired by Korean beauty and self-love rituals. She's a former international classical concert pianist and called the Unexpected Beauty Virtuoso by Mind, Body, and Green. She's led hundreds of women empowerment workshops and her Savor Beauty self-care planner has sold over 100,000 copies. She is a highly recognized skin and self-care expert. Her skincare and spas in NYC had been chosen as Best of New York, and she's been featured in the New York Times, Vogue, Elle, People, Allure, Well and Good, and many more. Friends, get ready to talk all about abundance, feminine energy, and unlocking your inner radical radiance with the one and only Angela Gia Kim. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of On Your Terms. I'm Erin King, and today I am very, very excited to bring an absolute dynamo, uh, a multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate, multi-talented author, speaker, skincare owner, journal creator, spa owner, and just an absolute thought leader in the areas of success, abundance, self-care, and what I'm most excited to talk about, skincare. So Angela, Kim, welcome to the show. Erin, it's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Oh my goodness. And actually it's Angela Gia Kim. I'm sorry, pardon me, Angela Gia Kim. Oh my goodness. Well, we are so excited to have you, the author of Radical Relevance, 12 Weeks of Self-Love Rituals to Manifest Abundance, Beauty, and Joy. Who does not want all of those things in massive abundance? So I can't wait to dive in and unpack some of those components. But before we do, if you don't mind, would you mind sharing with our success listeners how you found yourself to be in this position of an accidental entrepreneur in the skincare business? Where did this all start for you? Well, like you said, I was a former concert pianist about to walk out on stage and I put on this quote, natural lotion all over my body and started to break out into hives in front of hundreds of people. And you know how self-conscious we feel when we have one pimple, right? Oh, yeah. Here I was. Yes. So I just took a look at the list of an, of the ingredients and was shocked to find out out of 55 ingredients, how many toxic chemical ingredients there were, you know, and there were barely any natural ingredients. And so 
I just started to experiment in my kitchen. Who knew that an itch would change my life forever? And I started to create lotions and potions in my kitchen as a hobby. And, you know, my background as a concert pianist taught me how to try things over and over again, go for excellence, perseverance, discipline. And I was just obsessed, Erin, to find like this perfect cream for my mom, who's Korean, and for me. And it was just really a passion, a labor of love. After about a thousand tries, I started giving them as gifts to friends. And they would tell me, oh my gosh, Angela, this looks, this feels amazing. It smells gorgeous. And it's helped me with my wrinkles. It's helped me with my age spots. It's helped me with acne. And they would just come back to me with all of this. Can I buy some from you? Mm-hmm. And that's why I became an accidental entrepreneur. I was like, okay, I guess I'll charge you for this. And I just remember like about to walk out on stage to perform Mozart for one concert And I was taking orders, you know, right before the audience was clapping, you know, and I was like, oh, I got to focus. And I just felt myself being so drawn to this entrepreneurial spirit of, of just wanting to create something I love and then sell it. And a spark was born during Mm. that It's so fantastic. What I love about your story is I also spend a lot of time on stages as a speaker. And there is something that is so visceral at my essence when I don't feel that I'm putting my best foot or my best face forward. I think this conversation around skincare, which is why I'm so excited to get into your book, you know, it's not really about skincare, right? It's not really about our skin in a way because it's really about identity and and our confidence and how we feel that we can 100%, like you said, focus on the task at hand. I mean, I know when I take the stage and I have my hair done, my makeup done, I've had a hydrofacial, you know, I've been working out, drinking the water, eating clean. I walk out on stage and I can just fully be completely present in the service and standing in that service and not having that inner narrative, that inner mean girl saying, oh, we'll stand this way or, oh, your arm might look this way or, oh, is it too much makeup? Try and cover up that thing. So I just think it's it's so much deeper than just an aesthetic. And that's why I thought your book was fantastic. I mean, you're talking about everything from, from self-worth to feminine energy to momentum, gratitude practice. I just thought it was fantastic. And so in your opinion, when you think about how your your book and how your businesses have really shown up to to change. I mean, is it is it really that you're able to deliver that sense of self-worth? For you is it about just the challenge of like defying aging? Like what makes you feel the most passionate about the impact that you're able to create? Well, I love your story and Aaron, you're so vivacious and you have so much charisma, so I have no doubt that it's like electric wattage when you walk on stage, right? And I love what you said about how when you get really present with your self-care and self-love before you walk out on stage, Mm -hmm. it's sort of just who you are. You no longer have to pretend. And really, I think what you're talking about is confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, confidence to to be able to just do your, to serve, as you said, I love that you were use the word service. So I guess, you know, well, let, can I back up? Yes, please do. To 
because you had so much richness in your question. And I just wanted to address a couple of really important points that you brought up. You know, the book called Radical Radiance, it does address everything you just said, self-worth and skincare and feminine energy and, you know, work ethic and Mm. planting what I call planting seeds seeds where you're, it's an action that has growth potential and you're doing that every single day. You know, this to me is what Radical Radiance is all about. And so if I back up, you know, I'm the owner of Saver Beauty, the founder of Saver Beauty, which is organic skincare inspired by Korean beauty rituals. And the reason why I love drawing upon this richness of the Korean culture is because even as early as AD 918, Korean women were working on their skin's radiance because they really believed that the outer world and the inner world were interconnected. And so body and spirit were one, meaning that your happiness, your abundance, your good fortune was reflected inside of you and on your face. Mm. So this explains why the Korean beauty industry is a billion dollar industry, but it has deep roots that go back to even as early as AD 918, where these women were creating these natural concoctions from safflower, apricot, peach oils, and they were using it to remove age spots and to create this like glow, right? And so, you know, as an homage to that Korean beautiful story there, uh, we pull in like safflower oils into our products to remind ourselves that when we're taking care of our skin, we're actually taking care of our souls, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know people are often like soul, you know, what is that? You know, and that's really what my book is about. It's about falling in love with your soul and improving your relationship with that and with him or her, right? Or it or the goddess, And what a soul really is, is your inner being, your essence, who you are when there's no labels, right? Erin, we as women, we we wear a lot of labels. We're entrepreneurs. You're a speaker. We're moms. We're we're career women. We do so much. But who are we at the end of the day? And if we can improve that relationship, that confidence that you were talking about, Erin, when you walk on on stage, you've taken care of yourself. You've paid attention to yourself. You've said, I'm important enough to take the time to drink my water, to do my skincare, to prepare for this moment. It's very important for radiance, Mm -hmm. you know, and confidence showing up. Mm -hmm. What I think is so interesting culturally, so my family, I, my grandparents are all Irish immigrants. So very different from Korea in terms of the inner outer. I mean, it was more old school, you know, like Catholic. I don't think they even thought about the connection between mind, body, and spirit. They were more just trying to just kind of survive, right? It was a little bit of a harder life. My grandparents, they didn't really have much money and it was just more like to be a food on the table was kind of their every day. And and I think what's so interesting is just two generations later, when I think about the role of self-care in my life and my enthusiasm for spas and and that I use spa days and spa moments and skincare and wellness as, in my mind, rewards for working hard, like marking momentous occasions, like a birthday or an anniversary. I use a day at the spa to celebrate. You know, I, I use a day where I'm getting a facial to just take a pause and really honor everything that I showed up for and It's just interesting how in just two generations, like even my mom, she's like, gosh, I don't know why 
I still feel guilty, you know, like spending money on expensive skincare or going to the spa. And I don't have that guilt at all. It, it has now eradicated after two generations. I'm like, no, this is, I have to fill up my cup so that I can shine and pour into other people. Like without these deposits, I cannot do my job. I can't be my best self. I can't serve my audiences, my family, my friends. And so I just think it's really interesting that you come from sort of this longer line where that's always been sort of integrated into the way that you think about soul and mind and body. And it's almost like an Eastern versus Western awareness that has taken so long. You know, you guys kind of had it figured out for a long time. And now fast forward to AD 2023 and self-care is just, it's exploding. I mean, it's having a moment. It's everywhere. It's all we talk about. It's all we prioritize. And I just think it's so interesting to watch the evolution of what has always culturally been so paramount and such a priority, you know, from, from the Korean culture. And now it feels that it's, it's almost becoming mainstream, you know, in the Western world. And it's just, I just think it's interesting, the evolution of that and how, and how our mindset is beginning to be influenced and impacted and, and how self-care wasn't even really a term, you know, for Irish American, anyone that's not been, you know, in that space, it was, it wasn't even something we ever really heard about. And now, you know, with Instagram, it's, it's, it's becoming akin to the imperative of visiting a doctor or eating clean or working out. And I just think it's it's interesting to see the rise of it that feels sort of new for certain cultures, but so ancient for others. Right. I love the story that you just shared that your ancestors, they didn't deserve, they almost felt like they didn't deserve it. Right. Yes, and that's right. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And, you know, while you were talking, it reminded me of the chapter in Radical Radiance, I think it's like chapter four on self-worth, yes. right? And um, there's a there's a chapter dedicated to the self-gift. And it's just this idea, you know, in our spas, we have a lot of ladies who come in during the holidays and they would often come in. And I, I noticed a very interesting phenomenon and trend with all the ladies that would come in and they'd be like, during the holidays, I'm here to buy gifts for my friends and my family, my mom, my sisters. And then they would spend a lot of time with, you know, we call them self-care ambassadors, the, the women who work at the front desk and who would help them curate all these gifts. And by the end of like that shopping excursion, they would walk out with all these gifts and they'd be like, this is a gift for me, you know, and they would forget almost that they were buying gifts for other people. They wanted to feel like they deserved it and that they're worthy of the yes. skincare, the self-care. And so I love that. And, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that when you're giving gifts, you get an endorphin rush. But I'm the reason why I call it the self-gift, I love that you said it's like you're you're commemorating a special moment. When you give yourself a special gift, like a ring or a piece of jewelry, or even a moment at the spa, or even a small meal or whatever it is that your budget allows, I love this idea of a self-gift and then honoring yourself for whatever it is, like celebrating a personal milestone, a professional achievement. You know, it's like it gives you that inner and outer glow that mm -hmm. gives you this radiance that you matter, you know? Mm -hmm. So I what I've done, Erin, is like sometimes when I'm on vacation and I've earned this vacation, I'll buy an outfit that I like from we were in the Middle East and I bought an outfit in Jordan or in Turkey. And for me, that's just a self-gift 
to say I was I was deserving of this vacation and I worked hard for it. And it reminds me of all the beautiful memories. So you can even create a ritual around the self-gift. So I love this because for you, it sounds like the outfit from Turkey, it's not even the beautiful blouse, although I'm sure it was lovely. But for you, whenever you slip it on, you are able to revisit that beautiful experience. You're able to relive what lesson made a mark on you. Because every time we travel, something we never come back exactly the same. We always are altered in some way. And perhaps there was a lesson or there was a growing or... There was a challenge. You know, I know when I travel, I always find I get, you know, 30,000 feet in the air. And it's the only time you can really get that literal perspective because you're not always, you know, if there's not Wi Fi, you're not cranking through emails and scrolling. And it's just this beautiful moment of peace. And I always actually get emotional on flights. I don't know if you ever get emotional on a plane, but there's something about just actually having a second to just marinate on everything and process everything. And yeah. so that's why, just like you, I also love a good like trip gift because it reminds you of what did I learn or what did I have a breakthrough about or what did I create or who did I meet or who did I leave behind? Or it's just, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. I love that. And then I think what's also interesting about what you're expressing here is you said you have these clients that come in and initially it's like, well, I'm just here to shop for my mom, my girlfriend. Yeah. And almost like what you were describing of like, okay, so they walk in with this very altruistic everyone else and then they they walk out. Yes, mission accomplished, but also why not a little something for me? Good job, me. And it almost feels like self-care in that description is almost, it almost has like a feminist energy around it. I matter too. I matter too. Yes. And, and, and I think what, what would be even better is like to really amplify what you were saying is authorizing this unapologetic. I matter too. This, 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 like my mom always has this guilt around if we go to the spa or if we bought the little treat, she like kind of hides the bags, like, oh, we really shouldn't have indulged, you know? And so it's, I'm kind of like, well, we've done it now. We've spent the money. We feel amazing. So we might as well go all in and not let anything ruin it. Otherwise, it's not going to seal in the radiance. So we just paid a ton of money for it, right? So it's really a beautiful feminist kind of moment where I think for a long time, this is very generalization, obviously, but, you know, men have always traditionally been, I think, a little more unapologetic about the rounds of golf or the nice booze or the cigar or the car or, you know, whatever. Insert kind of, you know, guys getting together for the big fancy steak dinner and they weren't apologizing. They didn't feel bad. You know, they're they're doing what they need to do to keep showing up in the world. And I just think it's really beautiful to see this this movement that even in the last 10, 15 years with companies like yours, it's not even the services and the the skincare, but it's this authorization of what you said earlier, which is like, I matter too. I love that. I think it's really powerful. Well, so I think, Erin, what you're talking about is what a lot of women, they feel so guilty spending money or time on themselves. It's just this ingrained message that yes. I don't know where it came from, but it's like, we have to be there for everyone else but ourselves. And so I have a solution for that. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. Tell me more. So I have a sunny day fund. So everyone saves for a rainy day. Love right. That. And this is another thing that I talk about in up in the book, Radical Radiance. It's a chapter, it's a section on a bil- abundance, right? And everyone saves for a rainy day, right? I bet you have a savings just in case something goes wrong. That's yep. sort of what 
Everyone does. Or you save for retirement, which is, they're both very important, but no one really talks about, let's save for a sunny day. And so what's a sunny day? It's like, well, I want to save for these really expensive, gorgeous shoes, or I want this outrageously amazing purse. I want to go on vacation. I want a spa day. And so I opened up my sunny day fund to, you know, I put aside 5% of all my paychecks. And at the end of the month or at the end of the year, there's enough in there for me to do whatever I want. If I want to upgrade to first class going to Paris, that's what I'm going to use it for. And I always say it's like this is your abundance muscle where you are going to spend it at however you please. And no one gets to judge you for it, including yourself. And I love that because what you're really doing is you're exercising your abundance muscle and and your self-worth muscle. And so I think it's really important to be able to feel rejuvenated Mm -hmm. (laughs) and experience a treat 100% guilt-free. So what is your coaching for your clients who have partners that are a little bit judgy. I'm asking for a friend. Uh, (laughs) Partners that are a little bit judgy about the day at the montage or, so I'll be totally transparent. This is my my very favorite thing of all time. I'm I'm a speaker at the International Spa Association. I love iSpa, I love the industry. And so my favorite thing for a birthday or Christmas, very simple, just send me to the montage in Laguna Beach. It's not hard very simple. I get there. They know me. I know what I like. I walk in there, a tattered mess, and I float out just a vibrant goddess who is ready to change the world. To me, that is the best spending of any kind of uh, sunny day fund I ever could. My husband is very practical. And again, he just he doesn't totally see the value. And obviously, you know, I'm like, it's my money, do whatever I want. But I I also wish I had more encouragement because sometimes I almost feel like I have to sort of talk him into it or trick him into it. Or, I mean, I'm going to do it regardless, but I just, I wish I had a little more like, good job, you, you deserve that. Yes. You want everyone to be equally excited and happy that you are taking time to look and feel gorgeous and glowing. You know, the one thing I would say is sweetheart this makes me feel amazing and when i feel amazing i have more to give i have more love to give to everyone including you my love there you go and then that's good yeah and i feel like guys resonate with that also the thing is is yes my partner also doesn't understand i like to get my nails done i like to get my hair blown out i like to you know get my regular facials and he doesn't totally understand it, but I know that if I didn't get those things done, he'd notice, right? Maybe he doesn't notice, <laughs> but he would notice if I didn't. And I just, I always say to him, it makes me happy and it helps me to give even more love to you because so I've got love inside that's overflowing. So, and then at some point you just stop caring what anyone thinks. I love that. (laughs) Well, that's a great segue. I am more defensive and snappy about it. So it's a much more, I think what you're tapping into there is chapter week five, feminine energy, which is feminine energy. Stepping into that is obviously a lot more effective when you approach the way you just said. So I love that. So tell me about, I really, really enjoyed the the give, give, get. It was sort of like week 11 of this program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? 
Okay. So the feminine energy that you were talking about is a different chapter and it's a, it's, I, it's one of my favorite subjects. So let's get back to let's that. Go. Right? I love After- it. Yeah. So give, give, get is my uh, motto that when you give, your get is like, you never know what you're going to get in return. And it's sort of like a little bit of a karmic thing, but it's also in a relationship when you give generously to a like-minded person that they will return that beautiful generosity back to you. To me, it creates conviviality, connectedness, community. And I think it's a really important part of opening up your heart chakra. Are you familiar? Yeah. Energy for me, like just giving, opening up the heart energy, you get so much goodness back to you. So it could be a referral for a friend. So for example, Aaron, you know, I'm thinking already like, I wonder if like I know of any, if I've spoken somewhere where Aaron would be a great guest. And so it would be an introduction for that, you know, and you would, if if that happened, you would genuinely be like, that's such a nice, amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And then if an opportunity came up where you could give back, you probably would not necessarily back to me, but someone else. And, but the trick is, these are the two secrets to give, give, get that it's really important. The two rules of thumb. Yes. You can give generously and you don't have, there's no strings attached. But when you give frequently, it's good to give within like-minded circles. Mm. You know, other, I would call them, there's a book that I read. It's called The Wealthy Spirit by Shelley Campbell. It's one of my favorite books. She talks about dolphins and sharks. She says there's two types of people, dolphins, the ones you want to play with, and then the sharks, the ones you don't want to play with. And so play with dolphins, right? Like-minded people with whom you have synergistic affinity. Mm -hmm. And then the second piece of give, give, get is you want to give without strings attached. Mm -hmm. So it can't be a, it can't be a grabby gift, right? Mm -hmm. It can't be here. And I've got this amazing opportunity for you. Now what you got for me? No, it's, it's a give. It's opening up that heart chakra where you're just giving generously. So, you know, I have a lot of employees and some are dolphins and some are sharks, you know, it's like, it, you know, they're all wonderful people, but some people you want to play with and some people you you can give, 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 give. And you won't, I've been um, hurt in the past when I've given so generously. And then it's like a, there's not much return and you feel like, oh, I've given so much. And then I'm often reminded, play with the dolphins. Mm, yeah, that's so good. I cannot wait to read that book. That's interesting. My version of that in my book is I say there's everyone playing on one of two teams. There's team abundance and team scarcity. And uh-huh. you can kind of see which jersey pretty much everyone's wearing. And to your point, I, mean, I love this this analogy of the sharks and the dolphins. And And with your second point about giving without strings attached, I mean, if you think about the the psychology of reciprocity, from a persuasion standpoint. And then you think about the truth about the energy of the universe, that what you put out there, that what you give comes back tenfold. If you are trying to give with an ulterior motive or in a tit for tat transactional way, it really eradicates all of that abundance energy anyway. So it's ineffective on two fronts, right? So it's like, it's like there's this sort of uh, lost cost opportunity to even thinking about it like that. And and you're right. I mean, there's nothing better than 
spending time thinking, oh my gosh, who do I know that I can connect someone with? It's, it's such a beautiful currency that we all can spend that doesn't cost us anything. It's like thinking right now, I'm like, okay, gosh, I was already just thinking when you were talking, I'm like, I have so many contacts at the International Spa Association. They would love you to be one of their speakers, I'm sure. Let me make that connection when we get off this call, you know? And it's just, it feels, it's so simple and so, so it's such a small way to be able to sort of put out that abundance, show up and just share what you can. And I just think it's really beautiful to start to think like that. And the word that you used is muscle because just like anything else, I have built mm-hmm. this this referral muscle over years of making it a habit. And for a long time, yeah. I didn't understand like that. I, I had to literally I had a spreadsheet and my friend, Neen James, wrote a great book called Attention Pays. And she taught me this system. She calls it systemized thoughtfulness. And basically it's this this beautiful way to develop the habit of organically always thinking, how can I connect Angela? How can I connect Neen? But it took me about six months of I had to do calendar reminders and alarms. And I would have reminders pop up on the spreadsheet to reach out to the next five people on my list and just see how they're doing. And it was about six months where it felt very like engineered and kind of weird, like almost like, oh, I have a system to like reach out to people. But then after about six months, I got rid of the spreadsheet and just became this organic habit that just felt easy and felt right. And allowed me to kind of just flow with it. So I love that you brought that up. I think it is so, so important. Oh, wow. I love that. I would love to learn a little bit more about that. It's called, what is the book again? Her book is called Attention Pays. And one of the elements is this idea of systemized thoughtfulness. And actually she was our guest in the podcast last week. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But it's just an interesting way to... What I liked about it, Angela, is just like you, with so many different businesses and partners and vendors and relationships and family, I always feel like I'm letting someone down. I always feel like, gosh, if it's not their birthday reminder, do I even remember to like reach out for no reason? And so what I liked about the systemized thoughtfulness is creating a list of the different categories of relationships that matter to you for different reasons in your life and just becoming more methodical with reaching out for no reason. Just, I mean, even this morning I was in my car, but my method is, you know, I drive to the gym here in Southern California. So I have 20 minutes one way, 20 minutes the other way. And so I tried to call someone on the way and on the way back. And I just make it a new person each day. And I don't have a reason. It's old fashioned, like a drive by landline call, you know, nothing scheduled, not texting, just very nineties. And I just see if anyone answers and, and you would not believe how rich the dialogue can be when your intention is just to visit, not to ask for anything yeah. or schedule anything. It's just, and when people do it back to me, I find it to be personally at first, you're like, Oh, I don't have time to do it. But then you're like, wait, but yes, it's so refreshing to just have a conversation without having a mission. You know, it's very like freeing in a way. That's beautiful. I love it. See, I learned something right now. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So good. Well, so, so what do you think is what, so let's say someone that's listening is like, okay, I love, I love the sound of this. I want to take this 12 week journey of self-love. I'm going to begin, you know, manifesting more abundance and beauty and joy. And, and what would you say to someone who 
this is very new to them. Like they, not that they felt guilty about it or that it was too expensive or they haven't, they just haven't prioritized it. They just have not felt that they had the bandwidth to make this important. What is sort of one of the first ways that you coach your clients to begin to sort of think about this way of living and this way of being when they sort of give you the classic reason, like, oh, like I just don't have time. You know, like what, what do you say to them or how do you sort of open them up to sort of take that first baby step towards stepping into this concept? Well, you know, I live in New York City and because we have our spas here, um, we have a lot of women coming in, you know, and I can tell from my personal story that by not taking care of myself at one point in my life, I literally crushed and burned. It's scary because you just literally feel like you have nothing inside Mm -hmm. of you. And I think even worse yet for me, I knew I wasn't being the best significant other or, or mom to my daughter and boss. And I, and, and the worst thing is I just wasn't being a good person to myself. There was a lot of meanness, me, as you called it earlier, Aaron, mean girl to myself. Mm-hmm. I was mean girl. And so I think what I see a lot of women coming in saying, because what ends up happening is you start forgetting yourself in the hustle bustle of twenties, climbing the career ladder, doing what you need to do to, to get to where you want to go. And then some of us get married and then some of us have kids. And then it's just this one thing after another. And pretty soon your kids are like 13, 14, 15, 16, maybe off to college. And then we have a lot of women coming in and they just like, I'm, they'll say things like I'm dried up. Mm. I don't know who I am. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. And they, you know, and I just want to feel, they want to feel juicy and radiant Mm. again. Because when you feel juicy and radiant, what ends up happening to you is you feel good. And is there anything better in life than to feel good Mm -hmm. and to feel inspired and to feel creative and to feel sensual and to feel alive, vibrant, all this vitality? Is there anything more important than that? Can you think of anything more, a better self-gift to give to yourself than the gift of juicy radiance. Mm-hmm. Because I know I can speak from my experience that when I feel good and I'm, I stop mean girling, I'm telling you, I can mean girl myself all the way to Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am the first, I, I grew up in a very, very strict household. So all that childhood stuff comes, you should, you have to, you need to be like this. I'm a pro at that. But that's when I'm not feeling juicy and radiant. When I feel juicy and radiant, I'm kind to myself. Therefore, I'm kind to others. I'm softer to myself. I'm softer to others. I'm enjoying myself. I enjoy life. People enjoy me, you know, because we have these wonderful personalities and this wonderful, like, higher self. And then all of us have this kind of low vibration that exists. And it doesn't doesn't matter. You know, it's what you plug into. So you can choose to the high vibrations or you can choose to plug into the low vibrations. And if you don't take time to take care of yourself, you're just, you have nothing in you, but to plug into the lower vibrations. I'm telling you this out of my heart, right? So if you take time to love yourself, love on yourself. And by the way, I don't, when I say love on yourself and self-care, I believe, I believe work is self-care. Interesting. (laughs) I believe it's financial wellness. Because when you are able to take care of yourself financially, when you're able to feel the abundance, 
you're able to treat yourself in a way that I think is very important for especially women to be able to do today. Yeah, it's so it's it's interesting. I never really think about work as a form of self-care, but it is. I mean, that's really an that's a fresh perspective. It is. I'm talking about finding something that you enjoy doing. It doesn't have to be your biggest passion in life, but it needs to be something that gives you purpose and, and fuel and build towards something maybe. And, you know, I think work is self-care. I definitely think that having work ethic is something that is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because it's discipline, it's the ability to follow through with things, it's integrity, it's showing up for yourself and for others, it's service. Work is service. Mm-hmm. It's right? so true. It's so true. And and I think that if you are someone that derives a sense of identity, a sense of autonomy, a sense of just the the satisfaction that we get from showing up in service in our work as a form of productive self-care, I think it's even more important than ever to really embrace the concepts in your book because if you don't along the journey, that's when you become one of these gals that come into the spa and they say, like, I am just dried up. I am exhausted. I am a dusty, barren desert of sadness and loneliness and lost. And and that's such a heartbreaking moment because they're coming to an experience like a self-care, like a spa. They're coming there as like a last ditch effort, almost like as a 911, as an emergency versus this idea of you can be more proactive and more prescriptive along the journey. I mean, you can be watering the the heart and the mind and the soul as you go through this journey. And I just think that what you are putting out there from a product standpoint, from a book standpoint, from your brick and mortar shops, I really, I love that the underlying message is like, you are worth it. You do need to green light yourself and the time to do it is now. It's, it's, it's proactive. It's before you find yourself losing that luster and that sparkle and making those everyday deposits. So I think what you're doing is fabulous. I'm a fan. I can't wait to go to New York and visit one of your spas. And yeah, thanks for being here and for sharing your beautiful story and, and everything you're doing. So for more Angela, where can my visitors go to find you? Where's the best place to get more information? Well, first of all, you can go to radicalradiance.com and If you purchase the book, you click on the virtual goodie bag and you can upload your receipt and you'll get goodies worth over $350. And some of that includes some of my best pieces of advice that didn't make it into the book, like my manifestation workshop, a one minute glow tutorial, and a $25 gift card to saverbeauty.com where you can treat yourself, self-gift yourself to a lot of self-care goodies. You can also join my email list. I send out a weekly wellness email list just to keep your radiance and glow on. I play on Instagram a lot. So, and I do DM people back when they message me. And you can, of course, go to saverbeauty.com and um, sign up for beauty tutorials as well there. I love it. So many places to play. I cannot wait to get my radical radiance on. It's going to be fabulous. So Angela, you're incredible. Um, I can't wait to see you live in New York sometime. I'll give you a shout next time I'm that part of the country. And thank you again for sharing your abundance with my community today. We very much appreciate you. Thank you so much, Erin. 
For more from Angela Gia Kim, visit her at RadicalRadiance.com. And remember, friends, when it comes to taking care of yourself, filling up your cup, spending the time to take care of you, you are worth it. I'm Erin King, and thank you for taking another day to focus on how you can best live life on your terms. Till next time, friends.